Welcome to Friends in Fiction, five best-selling authors and the stories. Novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, Patty Callahan Henry, and Mary Alice Monroe are five longtime friends with more than 80 published books to their credit. In 2020, they created Friends in Fiction to provide author interviews and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing, and to highlight independent bookstores. These friends discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Hi, everyone, and welcome to such an incredibly special night of Friends in Fiction. It's the final summer launch for one of our novels, but tonight we are so thrilled to be celebrating the launch of The Forest of Vanishing Stars by our very own Kristen Harmel, a story of survival and hope and love set deep in the forest of Eastern Europe during World War II. In an honoring of this astounding book, based on a very real piece of World War II history, Kristen has accomplished an amazing feat of creativity. We have all tried to launch our spring and summer books with imaginative episodes, and it's been amazing. But for tonight, not only has Kristen written this powerful book, but now she has written a stirring and emotional 15-minute mini-musical that tells a bit of the story of the forest of vanishing stars. While it is also an honoring of the real life refugees whose resilience and bravery is an inspiration to all of us. So yes, you heard that right. We're staging a dramatic musical. So without further ado, I'm Patty Callahan. And I loved the beautiful question at the heart of the forest vanishing stars, which is how do we figure out who we are? How do we come to become who we are meant to be? And can we go beyond the definitions that have been placed upon us by other people? Hi, I'm Mary Alice Monroe, and I love the really vibrant descriptions of nature that radiate from the page, from the forest itself, which was a meaningful part of the refugee survival. I'm Mary Kay Andrews, and I was transfixed by the twists and turns of this plot, which takes us from a kidnapping in a German city to underground bunkers in the Polish woods to a church hiding secrets in a Nazi-occupied town. I'm Christy Woodson Harvey, and I loved the characters who were realistic and conflicted and torn between love, hate, regret, and hope. I'm Kristen Harmel, and I'm the author of The Forest of Vanishing Stars. And this is Friends in Fiction, five New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories, questionable ability to harmonize, <laughs> which is why tonight it will be spot on that one which is why tonight we will be welcoming a few special guests who will be taking over most of the singing duties 
but you will hear us sing a few lines. And as you know, it's so important to all of us to support our local independent bookstores. And tonight, Kristen has chosen Writer's Block and Orlando as her launch partner, which is a favorite of all of ours. Not only will every copy of The Forest of Vanishing Stars come signed by Kristen, but the first 50 orders will also come with one of these wish bracelets that I have. Can you? We all wear the beautiful. It, beautiful bracelet and it's so comfy I'm like so sad about when it falls off but I also want my wish to come true so um, and a five by seven art print you can order any of our new releases from writer's block at 10% off with the code pre-order 2021 if you order by tomorrow at noon eastern that's Thursday July 8th at noon you can also ask the store to have Kristen personalize your copy of the forest of vanishing stars for you. Just put your personalization request in the comments. That's beautiful. And don't forget to stick around for the after show tonight. For us here at Friends and Fiction, this is the summer of Story Point. And we are celebrating with it in the after show, the sip and stay with Story Point. And I hope you and your friends have a tumbler like we do. <laughs> Now, this week's Friends in Fiction Parade essay, Parade.com essay, was written by Kristen, who talked about resilience and letting the hard times make us stronger. Yeah, I talked a bit about my interview with 94-year-old Holocaust survivor Erin Bielski, who I talked to as part of my research for The Forest of Vanishing Stars. There were several things he said that stuck with me, but one in particular I think is really applicable to this tough last year and a half we've all been through. Hardship, he said, teaches a person life. How about all of you? Can you share one thing you learned from the last year that will teach you how to live a better life going forward? I think I learned that I'm a lot more flexible than I thought I was. And that that's something I can access anytime. Like no matter what's going on, no matter if it's just like a silly deadline thing or if it's, you know, a huge pandemic, like that's something that's available and, you know, I can get it anytime I need it. That's awesome. For me, it's this cliche I've heard my whole life, which is, you know, this too shall pass. Yeah. And you never believe it when you're in the middle of something. But I think what this year has taught us is that it's a cliche because it's true. This too shall pass. pass. For me, it's what I've been saying. It's to live each day to the fullest. You can't plan for the future. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So enjoy the here and now. Yeah. I think the lesson I learned was that we really are stronger together. Um, you know, we really are the sum of our parts. And I think, of course, when we started Friends in Fiction, um, we hope that was true, but I think we've really discovered it through the 15 or 16 months that we've been doing this show. Stronger, better together. Absolutely. 100%. And yes, you heard me right at the intro. Tonight is a mini musical written by, and I am not kidding you, written and composed by our uber-talented Kristen Harmel. We have a few guests tonight who are actual professional singers, but the five of us will be chiming in. 
And when I was in the church choir as a kid, they gave me the talking parts. So you are born. <laughs> All right. So I have to give you a little bit of explanation. Of course, The Forest of Vanishing Stars is about very serious subject matter. Refugees who survived in the forests of Eastern Europe during World War II. And we created this mini, mini musical accordingly. So it's basically a short Broadway style, dramatic and emotional retelling of the book, which came out yesterday. As I mentioned, The Forest of Vanishing Stars is rooted in the real-life stories of Jewish refugees in Eastern Europe who fled into the forests to escape the Nazis and actually lived through the war that way. The true stories of groups like those led by the Bielski brothers and by a partisan named Zorin are incredible, and the research into those groups and others like them form the backbone of this novel, which centers around an extraordinary young woman named Yona. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoy The Forest of Vanishing Stars, the musical. Patty, take it away. Okay, here goes. The Forest of Vanishing Stars opens with our main character, Yona, being stolen from the home of her German parents on her second birthday. Her kidnapper, an old woman named Jeruza, believes she has been called by the forest itself to give the girl a different future and a different fate. But what she gives Yona instead is a life of isolation in which Yona knows all the survival skills she'll need in the forest, but almost none of the skills she'll need if she ever ventures outside the safety of the trees. Alone in the woods, I find my way. The life I once knew feels so far away. I talk to the birds, I talk to the trees, but I'm all alone, alone just me. Oh my goodness. Introducing my dear friend, Christina Sivrich, whose Broadway credits include Grease and The Wedding Singer. She has also toured with Broadway Across America Productions, been in multiple regional productions, and starred in shows for Disney Cruise Lines and Walt Disney World. Most recently, she played Dory in Finding Nemo, the musical, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. But tonight, she'll be playing the role of Yona, in the forest of vanishing stars, the musical. How lucky are we? Out here, the world feels so small. The trees stretch forever to nowhere at all. I long for a world just out of my grasp. Maybe one day I'll find it at last. At least Yona had Jerusa, who is never a mother, never a friend, but at least she's company, another person to talk to. Then in 1942, Jerusa dies, leaving Yona with a terrible secret and a revelation. I'm someone else's daughter, someone's lost child. My life was meant for something else, a life across the miles. The Jutners, she said, the Jutners of Berlin. But you mustn't ever seek them. There's evil within. Alone in the woods, Yona wanders, lonelier than she's ever been, trying to piece together the things Jerusa told her. After all, she has memories. 
faces that come to her sometimes in her dreams, the face of a father and a mother, a warm bed, fresh milk. She thought those fleeting images were just wisps of imagination, but they were glimpses of the life she should have had. And then one day, the life she does have changes forever. She's wandering her familiar woods when she hears a sound and into the clearing stumbles a lost child. I watch for a moment, paralyzed by fear. We're far from the villages. What is she doing here? She's crying. She's hurt. She seems to be alone. She's wearing a star. And she's very far from home. Yona has no choice but to help the child. And when she does, saving her life, she learns that there are horrible, unimaginable things happening outside the safety of her forest. The Germans have arrived, and they're rounding up the Jews, locking them into terrible ghettos, executing some at random, deporting others to their deaths. And once Yona knows, she realizes she cannot turn away. She has to do something to help. She feels a calling that she can't explain. Soon, Yona meets another group of refugees. This one is larger and even more in need of her help. Slowly, reluctantly, she emerges from the woods. Who are these souls who've wandered so far? They must be lost. They must be scared. Do they know where they are? And that one, there's something about him that draws me right in. I'm frightened, but I have to help. I have to go to him. Who is this woman emerging from the trees? I'm lost and I'm scared. I cannot lead these refugees. But I promised I'd save them. I promised they'd be free. So why am I so frozen as she slowly approaches me. Ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to introduce you to my friend, singer-songwriter Stephen Kellogg, who gives incredibly inspiring TED Talks, writes songs that receive Grammy nominations, tours the world, and is the recipient of the Armed Forces Entertainer of the Year Award. Yep, he's amazing. And tonight he'll be playing the role of Alexander, a young man leading a small group of Jewish refugees fleeing the mere ghetto just outside the forest that Yona calls home. Welcome, Stephen. Great to be here. Alexander is a good man, but he's a conflicted one too. Yona is drawn to him from the start and soon she becomes a part of his group. But it's terrifying leaving behind her life of solitude. Jerusa always taught her that the only way to survive was to stay steadfastly alone. But Yona realizes that she has a responsibility. Without her, Alexander and his group, which includes three small children, may not survive the winter. So she stays. And she helps them to learn to forage for food and how to find shelter when they're deep in the woods, all alone. But she's learning vital lessons, too. Lessons about love and loss and betrayal. 
that will change her world forever. The winter comes and with it more dangers than they know. They were fleeing from the Germans, but the new threat is the snow. Under blankets of ice, they must eat, they must survive. Perhaps I'm meant to be here, keeping them alive. Inevitably, Yona falls in love with Alexander, which changes everything. For the first time since she was stolen as a baby, she belongs to someone, really belongs, as he does to her. But as the balance of their relationship shifts, and as Yona comes more into her own as a woman and a leader, cracks begin to form, just as they do in the icy streams surrounding them. I want so much to love her, for she's everything to me. But I was taught that to be a man, I should take the lead. She leads us through the forest, and she knows more than I. But I matter too, don't you know? We're not seen eye to eye. Still, they keep each other warm at night, and Yona, who loves Alexander deeply, is learning what it means to give and take, not just in terms of love, but in terms of the dynamics of a relationship, the things that have brought us to where we are at this point in time. In the dead of that first winter with Alexander and his group, Yona is leading an expedition through the woods one day when suddenly they're confronted by a man with a gun. At first, she thinks he's a threat, but then she realizes he's leading a group of Jewish refugees too. And there's something about her that stops him in his tracks. Who is this woman so brave and so strong? And who are these people following along? I've led my group from the ghetto and we're living in fear. We've prayed for a miracle. Could this be it right here? Oh my gosh, you guys, it is with great excitement that I reintroduce you to Sean Hedinger, our behind-the-scenes audio, video, and tech whiz, who also releases music as Memory, spelled with two Ys. Memory's next single, I Love You Maybe, drops this Friday, July 9th, on all music platforms. Sean also happens to be the composer of many of the songs you hear on TV, including the theme music for the Chelsea Handler Show. But tonight, he has, he is Zeus who has led a group of refugees from the Lida ghetto into the woods, but is afraid that in the deepest part of winter, he won't be able to keep his people alive. Yona invites him back to the camp where her group is sheltering for the winter, but Alexander isn't pleased. She's putting at us at risk for these people she doesn't know. There's not room for all of us beneath the blanket of snow. I wish things were different, but we're surviving too. We'll all work together. Just tell us what to do. We can't turn our backs on them. We must give all we can give. You're not the only ones who deserve a chance to live. How easily you talk as if you're not one of us. I thought that you loved me. Did I misplace my trust? You're everything I want, my love, but we can't do this alone. We must help them survive. We must give them a home. 
Forgive the intrusion, I don't mean to make you fight. It's just that here in the darkness, I hope we could find a light. And Yona is the light, the light in the darkness. A woman who, despite all the odds, was born to be extraordinary. But here deep in the forests of Eastern Europe, here in the depths of a long, hard winter, here, where men, women, and children are being pursued, there's also a great threat from within. I don't understand all the peace of my new life. I thought all we had to do was learn to survive. But it's more than that, don't you see? And though my love runs true, I'm used to being in charge here. And now that leader is you. She's with him and he with her. Then I'm broken anyhow. So why am I feeling lost like this? It's too late to turn back now. But betrayals run fast and deep from the places you least expect. And when I'm forced to flee the woods, who knows what will happen next? Well, we know what happens next. But if you want to find out, you'll have to read the book, which wraps the fictional story of Yona around a story of survival as real as the forest itself. In the midst of World War II, thousands of Jews fled into the woods of Eastern Europe and survived there, living off the land for more than two years. These incredible survivors vanished, as Yona does, into the depths of the forest. And when the war ended, they merged into a world they could not recognize anymore. Kristen captures all of that and more in this intensely researched novel. And now we'd like to close out the musical portion of the show with a little message from us. Into the woods we vanish at last. There's light, there's hope, there's magic as we explore the past. Here in these pages, you'll find a story lost of faith and perseverance, whatever the cost. You'll find hope in the darkness, a story of light, of the beauty of nature, and the stars out at night. With love and understanding, Yona will find her way. She'll be light for others as they survive the days. I hope you will find yourself wherever you are in the story surrounding us in the forest of vanishing stars. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Christina, Stephen, Sean, all of you. Oh my gosh, I cannot thank you enough. Oh my gosh. And to all of you out there, we have, oops, I lost where I was in the script. I got so excited. (laughs) Um, We have have plenty more coming up later in the show, including a drop-in from author Susan Elizabeth Phillips. But I could not let these guys go without asking Stephen to sing a quick song for us. Um, He is absolutely incredible, you guys. As you know, I just, I cannot believe we just put on a musical. You guys, that was amazing. Bravo. bravo. That's a a big deal. That's my first musical since high school. So, I mean, 
that was thrilling. Oh my gosh. And you were so good. Steven, you were so good. Christina, Sean, you guys were amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. Me too. I'm still teary eyed. Oh my gosh. So you guys, Steven is going to play a song for us now. Um, I'll let him tell you why, but I also wanted to share with you that he's going to be on tour for the next few months, including a whole bunch of dates with the band Toad the Wet Sprocket of Walk on the Ocean fame, Uh, especially, I think, in September and October. I think that's when you're going to be on the road with them. Yeah. Yeah, So I hope I hope that all of you out there will consider catching him on the road and telling him that you heard him here. So, Stephen, would you do us the honor of playing for us? I I would love to. And I, I just want to say, while I have the opportunity, you know, thank you, Kristen, for writing these books that you write that are they're they're beautiful uh and entertaining novels but they also they have so much poignancy and you learn so much from reading so we appreciate all that you're giving to the world here really thank you steven thank you so much um okay so yeah so this is a song that i felt uh had quite a few parallels it's a it's uh i wrote it a few years ago um and it's a song about about how uh when you're feeling hopeless and desperate, you know, and you kind of look up at that big sky and realize that that sky up above you, you just realize how very small you are. And that can that can be uh, that can be flattening or it can be comforting. So I'll let you decide. This song's called Orion. I can see you looking down small houses that were built into the ground at a distance. You can't see what's falling down if you're up close. You can almost hear the sound of summer. I remember we would pack our things into the car and though we never got too far it's a wonder to discover how the winter finds its way to spring being young man everything in the summer Constellations Are you laughing at us all? We rage As we watch our heroes fall If they're up there Remember them to me Like my grandpa On the beach of Normandy In the summer, we remember that Orion's sword is burning out. Lovers long forgotten, now there were mothers who discovered how the winter finds its way to spring. Your parents don't know everything in the summer. Oh, the stars are still the same. 
They see all of our pain. Oh, they can't do anything. And slowly they explode. Oh, Ryan, to be young and insecure, it's the trade-off. It's the cost of wanting more every summer. Remember to pack your things into the car. And if you never get too far, take a number. Discover you'll be doing what your parents did. Don't you dare forget it, kid, in the summer. I remember little Ryan's sword is burning out. All will be forgotten now in the summer. Whoa. Oh, my God. I'm so emotional. I'm not going to make it through <laughs> the rest of this without. Oh, Stephen, that was amazing. You're amazing. That's amazing. Oh. <laughs> I'm surrounded. I love this. <laughs> Oh, oh my God, Stephen! Stephen, thank you so much for for giving us the beautiful gift of that song and of your talent tonight. Um, that was incredible, and and also I should say thank you to Allison Hammer, who has been our guest in the past. Um, who wrote little pieces of me. She's a very good friend of Stephen's, and she's the reason I know Stephen. So thank you, Allison, for putting us together. Um, to all of you out there, I hope you'll check out StephenKellogg.com. And in fact, I'm going to give you a reason to do just that today. Just so happens to be the one-year anniversary of the launch of Stephen's first book, Objects in the Mirror, Thoughts on a Perfect Life from an Imperfect Person, which is just an incredible collection of essays. So to celebrate... Uh, it's so good. It's so good. I so to celebrate, to I know. I, I mean, can you just tell he's just the most amazing I'm just like human. overwhelmed. I know. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed too. I'm not myself right now. I'm so excited gonna, too for what that's worth. I'm just. <laughs> you guys, we're going to be giving away four signed copies of his book sent straight from the Kellogg family store. So to enter, I'm going to put a post under announcements uh, as soon as the show's over tonight. It'll give you the link to stephenkellogg.com. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell us in the comments one thing you're excited about on his site. It could be that he has an upcoming tour date near you, or that his TED Talk sounds really cool. It is. Or that his merch store is loaded with really cool extras. Whatever it is, whatever you like, share it in the comments. And this Sunday, we're going to draw four winners for autographed books. So again, that's going to be under announcements on our Facebook page right, on, right after the show. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> also hope that you will follow Christina, who I had the joy and pleasure of meeting in person when Kristen and Meg and I were down in Orlando. Um, Christina can be found on Instagram at X-T-I-N-A-S-I-V. That's the letter X, Tina, Siv, where she will uplift you and inspire you. 
and keep you updated and on all her projects. She's also on TikTok with the same handle. Oh, good. Thank you, Sean. Xtina Siv. If you like quotes and fun videos, you will love her posts. And of course, how could you not love that beautiful voice? Oh my God, you guys, she's just, uh, I, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't even have words tonight. So I'm so excited for you all to get to know her since she's a very good friend of mine. Christina and I have known each other for years. I'm just so happy she's a part of this tonight. And of course, our very own Sean can be found here with us every Wednesday and at memorymusic.com. That's memory with two Y's where you can learn more about our super impressive man behind the scenes. So don't forget to mark your calendars for this Friday, July 9th, when Sean's brand new single, I Love You Maybe, will be available for download wherever you get your music. So just search for his band, Memory with Two Eyes, on any of those platforms. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm so honored. Thank you. Thanks for having us. That was amazing. Thank you so much. You guys are so incredible. Thank you all very much. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. It was just wonderful. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was so gorgeous. It really was. Wow. Wow, beautiful heartfelt. I mean, <laughs> truly really heartfelt. So Christina had me crying, beautiful. I have to oh say. Oh my gosh. Christina's yeah. voice. Mm. Yeah. I am yeah. so glad you had them singing. Me too. Rather than. <laughs> oh, us. yeah. Well, I mean, my gosh, I, I, I would scare you. I can't yes. imagine why. We were so. <laughs> no, no, they, you they were Sean perfect. was so talented. Oh, I love his voice. Yes. We knew. We knew. We, we knew. <laughs> we knew. We knew. We knew. We talented. I think okay, we're going to play right a short video. Sean, I believe we have a We want to remind you about the talented bookseller at Writer's Block who are offering a 10% discount on all of our new releases, including the brand new Forest of Vanishing Stars with coupon code PREORDER2021, PREORDER, all caps. Remember, every copy of Forest that you order from Writer's Block comes signed. And if you order by Saturday using that coupon code, the first 50 orders also come with a gift. From Kristen to you, a bracelet and a 5 by 7 art print. And if you order by tomorrow, Thursday, July 8th by noon, you can also ask for your book to be personalized by Kristen, who will be doing a live event in Orlando with Writer's Block tomorrow night. So if you um, are one of these people, like so many of us are, you don't want just a signed book. You want a signed personalized book. Definitely go on to that writer's block uh, page and order your book to be personalized by tomorrow at noon. Absolutely. All right. Now you've heard, you've all heard about the plot of 
Forest of Vanishing Stars, and Kristen has made us sing. So now <laughs> it's only fair we get to ask her some tough questions about the novel. Are you ready, Kristen? I'm ready. I'll start us off. Okay, actually, it's going to be so much fun because it's such a great novel. And all those of you watching tonight, if you have a question for Kristen, please just plug it into the comments below, and we'll be choosing a few to ask Kristen later in the show. All right, Kristen, you wrote this book during the pandemic. So as far as I know, unless you secretly created a major international incident that was swept <laughs> under the carpet, you didn't jet off to Eastern Europe for research. So, unless you did, how did you get the setting so spot on? I was there. I mean, I was in the swamp and in the forest and right this there. Wow. Oh my Thank gosh. You. Well, first of all, it wasn't the brightest thing in the world. You know, when I pitched this book, I fully intended to do that, to go over there. But I, mm. I pulled the book in January and then we all know what happened in the spring. Of yes. The <laughs> um, and I was therefore unable to. Um, I did months worth of reading about uh, specifically about the forest. And I found this wonderful yeah. book about the flora, fauna, and human history of the forest. That was an <sighs> academic book of that specific forest. It was an academic book that gave me so much of what I needed, but there was still more. I needed to put kind of the the smells and the, the mm. actual sites. I mean, just those things that you only really get from going there, right? Right, right. So I contacted the author of that book, who happens to also, in addition to being a PhD and an author, he's an ecotourism guide who leads oh. who leads guided journeys into the forest. Um, he became my my go to for everything. Um, I paid him by the hour because there's no way I could have <laughs> just just asked him these things and expected him to do it out of kindness. Um, but I would send. Him 20 questions a day. Things like, well, okay, I understand that they made mud mud bricks to make their structures out of, but how were the mud bricks made? And he would no. send me photographs of molds of mud bricks from the 1940s that he'd found in the forest. Or how do you dig a shelter in the ground? And he would go out into the forest and send me pictures of, of shelters that had been there for 70 years. Um, I really thought about that. I mean, that oh was gosh. really the but shelters. It, it was amazing. Yeah. All of it was so interesting, but everything I needed to know he knew and if he didn't know it he'd find the answer and if i didn't understand it he would go out in the forest and send me pictures of him doing the activity or send i i, I mean what a he, great he, person god send and i could not yes. have written this book without him so th through vadim sadorovich i traveled to the nalabaki forest and then some <laughs> well done <laughs> <laughs> we did not get to go um, virtually to the Nalabaki Forest, Kristen, but we were all with you as you wrote this book. In fact, one thing many people out there might not know is that all five of us wrote our books together over the last year by doing virtual writing sprints together every morning. So we all know a bit about your research. So many mornings, Kristen would have this lame excuse about, oh, I'm doing research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you spent the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while the rest of us were, some of us are making coffee. Kristen was interviewing people in Poland. <laughs> but you talked about getting the forest right. How did you get the other stuff? What the actual refugees are going through? I mean, did people actually survive this way for years in the woods without the Germans finding them? 
You know, the real stories are incredible. And they did. There were thousands of people who survived the war that day, which that, that way, which is which is mind blowing. I mean, to think about fleeing into a forest and staying on the move when you needed to, but also setting up a society. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. Um, so fortunately for me, there's been lots written about um, the largest group of those refugees, which is called uh, the Bielski Group. Um, and in fact, there is a 2008 movie called Defiance, which stars Daniel Craig, that is about the Bielski Group. So that's a great starting point if you're interested in finding out more. That was a great starting point for me. It's based on a nonfiction book of the same name, but there are memoirs, there's survivor testimony. I mean, there was just so much to go through. So I felt like I had accumulated all these details, but it all came together for me when I had the opportunity to interview a man named Aaron Bielski, who was the youngest and the only surviving Bielski brother. He was one of the, the brothers who led this group of 1,200 that survived the war. Um, he was 14 when he fled into the forest. He's about to turn 94, so this was 80 mm. years ago. He survived 80 years past when when the Germans came to take him away, <laughs> he um he he hid he hid in a barn and escaped the Germans that way. His parents were executed. He survived, and eighty years later, he's still here. Um, it it just it gave a beating heart to this collection of details that I had accumulated, and it was um it was such an incredible gift to me. I remember that day. That was so incredible. Oh my gosh! Yes, it was. I I, I, I remember that day, yeah. right away. Yes, yeah. it was. Yep. We were like, what? This Um, Well, I also love the story or maybe non-story of where this book came from paired with the discovery that you made midway through writing it. So can you tell us about how you came up with the idea to write a book set in the Polish wilderness? Yeah. You know, I I wish I had a better answer for that, but it's kind of one of those situations where, um, where the pieces of the book just came to me as I was researching other things. So like I said, I had seen the movie Defiance back in probably 2009, like right after it came out. So I kind of vaguely knew the story of the Bielski brothers, and I had been very, very inspired by it. But when I started working on this book, I had no idea that the Jewish side of my own family on my dad's side actually came from Poland, not that far from where the book takes place. So those were the actual Harmels in my family. It's where my last name comes from. Um, wow. They were the Harmels who brought the family name over to the United States just before the turn of the last century. They were my grandpa's grandparents. Uh, Rosie and Rudolph were their names. And my grandpa Grandpa's grandmother, Rosie, uh, wound up going back to Europe in 1933 for a visit at the age of uh, 69. So six years before the war began Mm, and actually eight years before she passed away. Um, So I'm sure it had to have been her going back to visit loved ones, Um, which makes me feel so sad because think how she must have felt in the final years of her life just a few years later to realize what was happening to these people she'd left behind, these people she knew she would never see again. Um, you know, I, I mean, in, in this country in Europe where there was a higher, um, number of Jews murdered than anywhere else. So, um, it was extraordinary to learn that I had this family connection to it and that I had been writing this story before I knew any of that, before I knew that connection to the past. So, um, it's, it's amazing and it still kind of gives me goosebumps to think about it meant to write it it, it, that's what it feels like i mean it's so personal too it it did it felt really personal because you guys know i mean i I write about france this was very Mm -hmm. odd for me very very different for me but um it kind of makes me think that there are stories that have been living in our blood all along just waiting to be told you know i do believe that i do 
Kristen, I mean, when I, whenever we hear, and it's happened to all of us and all of our guests and yeah. these things that happen that say, you know what, you're on the right path. Don't give yeah. up. It's astounding. Right. Yeah. I know one of the things that I took away from the book, um, I talked about it at the beginning. It's this idea of how, who, how do we let people define ourselves, define us? Do we take on these labels that other people yeah. give to us? But it's also this sense of hope and looking at the idea of community and helping our brothers and sisters and not believing what other people say we are. Yeah. What do you hope readers take away from books of this book other than how to catch fish through an ice hole? <laughs> Well, I, you know, you never know when you might you never know that. <laughs> Survival skills are that just stuck you, with me. I know. I forget it. Yeah. Are there a lot of ice holes in Orlando, Kristen? I'm just. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, I was out fishing <laughs> in, in one freezer. just today. Yeah, exactly. in freezer. <laughs> what do I hope people take away from this book other yes. than the, the obvious survival skills? Um, yes. I, ho I hope that people take away the idea that there's always light in the darkness, that there's mm -hmm. always hope. Yeah. Um, and that we all have these vast reserves of strength that we may not know about until our backs are up against the wall. Yeah. Um, and I also hope that you take away from this, as Aaron Bielski said, um, you know, we talked about this earlier when we mentioned the parade essay. He said that hardship teaches a person life and helps us to move into a better future. And I think that's especially an important lesson um, for the here and now. So I hope that's something you take away from it too. It's amazing. So folks, I need you to stick around because we have some really special guests about to drop in who you do not want to miss. And then we're closing with another musical number. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> we have a few final announcements. And trust me, you'll want to stay because tonight we're closing in song. I don't know. We might not have told them that. They might leave. No, It's like a mass exodus from, from Facebook. Yeah. And remember, if tonight's musical intrigued you, do consider purchasing The Forest of Vanishing Stars this week. I know we've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. A book's first week of sales is so incredibly important to its trajectory and to our authors. And Kristen does so much for all of us week in and week out to make friends and fiction happen. So um, tell her thank you by buying her book this week. It's beautiful. You will love it. You will thank us for buying it. Um, but please do because it's wonderful. Thank Absolutely. You. Please do. It's a wonderful book. You will thank us. All right. So you know about our podcasts and the same Friends and Fiction podcast with the new name, Friends and Fiction's Writer's Block podcast with our own Ron Block. And last week, Mary Kay Andrews interviewed Cindy Spiegel and Julie Grau about their new publishing line and the novel The Fox and I, which is another book on my list to read. This week, Patty and Ron interview two authors in their origin story series, Susan Cushman and Lisa Patton, who both wrote about the University of Mississippi in different decades. Our podcast is such a great way to connect with even more authors. And guess what? Speaking of our podcast, it has been nominated for not one, but two People's Choice Awards. We are so excited and we would love it if you would vote for us. So, um, 
Yes, we've made a post. It's under our announcements on Facebook, and it tells you exactly how to vote. But you can visit podcastawards.com, and you click the blue button, and you just enter your information that says sign up to nominate. And you can vote for us in both the Adam Curry People's Choice Award category and the Arts category. And you just have to make sure you click Save Nomination. It takes less than a minute. We would be so grateful um, because... We want to win. <laughs> we always want to win. Winning. Always yeah. want to win. win. Um, but also, don't forget, we do have amazing merch. I think Mary Alice has her wine sippy tonight with her. She could hold it up. We also have, oh, Kristen does too. We also have some amazing um, coffee tumblers and T-shirts. We are working on Y'all, some merch that's going to blow your mind. One piece yep. in particular that we cannot wait to announce super soon. So um, we're so excited. Stay tuned. You can find all of our merch on Oxford Exchange's website and also at friendsandfiction.com. And of course, don't forget to join the Friends and Fiction official book club if you haven't already. It's a separate group here on Facebook run by our friends, Brenda Gardner and Lisa Harrison. And it's a more personal, intimate chance for readers to chat with each other. So this month, they're in the midst of reading Mary Alice's The Summer of Lost and Found, and she'll be joining them on July 19th to chat about it. Starting right after that, the group will be reading The Forest of Vanishing Stars, which hopefully everybody will have a copy of after <laughs> and, and, and you know if, if for no other reason than to fund singing lessons for me in the future um and I'll be, I'll be dropping by in a facebook live chat on august 16th with the book club to tell you all about the book and to answer your questions and you are going to really want to be with us next week on friends and fiction Right here at 7 p.m. Wednesday night, we're thrilled to welcome New York Times bestseller Paula McLean, author of The Paris Wife, with her astounding new novel, When the Stars Go Dark. Whenever, whenever you are interested. <laughs> Do you want to sing it? <laughs> whenever you are interested. <laughs> no, I, I think I best not. Um, whenever you're interested about our upcoming guests, you can visit our website or check on the sidebar on our Facebook page, and you will not believe who we have coming for our fall schedule. Uh, we have Christina Baker-Klein and Taylor Jenkins-Reed, among many others, some of the hottest books of this summer. And we also have a lot of surprises planned along the way. And we're super excited about our virtual Friends in Fiction debut with the Nantucket Book Festival. It is on July 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Our discussion is free and open to the public, but you have to register. So you can find the information to sign up on the Nantucket Book Festival website. And we'll have information on our Facebook page. Our good pal at Nantucket Book Partners, Tim Ehrenberg, is going to turn the tables on us, putting us in the hot seat as the guests. So now we are reaching the end. But if you know Kristen, you know that no book launch would be complete without cocktails. So today we cocktails. So today we invited three guests to join us to give us their own spin on the classic star cocktail. Get it? The Forest of Vanishing Stars, a star cocktail, which is an actual drink created in the late 19th century. It is a take on a classic Manhattan. The original contained equal parts apple brandy and sweet vermouth, plus a 
few dashes of bitters and simple syrup and a lemon twist for garnish. Well, we gave that recipe and total freedom to three friends who we trust with our lives or maybe just with our alcohol (laughs) to see what they would come up with. We have posted all three recipes on our Instagram page. So you can tell us which one you like best to find us. Just search for friends and fiction on Instagram and you'll find it. If you're new to Instagram, you can even access it from your computer by typing in Instagram.com backslash friends and fiction. But for now, let's bring in our guests. All of you out there know Brenda Gardner and Lisa Harrison, the fearless leaders of our Friends and Fiction official book club. We tasked Brenda with the mocktail, our alcohol-free option, and Lisa with the cocktail. So welcome, ladies. Welcome. 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 So nice to see you on our side of the bench here. (laughs) It's Um, so good to be here. This has been such a amazing you. night you ladies oh rocked God. the house <laughs> you really so did. Fun. it was so memorable oh, and just you. fabulous so it's great to be here to help in a small way to celebrate thank, thank you, you Lisa. i'm so glad you're here are you drinking you, brenda yes yeah, yeah right Um, And, you know, we have one more. We could not resist adding just one more Friends in Fiction friend to the the mix, as we say. (laughs) And not only do we consider her a connoisseur of cocktails, but she also happens to be a storyteller of stars. And she is the popular author, New York Times bestselling author of the popular Chicago Star series, including her newest, When Stars Collide which came out just last week. Let's give our big friends and fiction welcome to Susan Elizabeth Phillips. SEP. you already with your What a party you guys yeah. have. And for such a crummy <laughs> book. Listen. I'm sorry. I have been telling everybody about Forest of Vanishing Stars. And, you know, there's a lot of conversation you're giving about uh, a, a very lofty conversation about the book. I just want to say it is a page turner. I could not yeah. put that book down. It's it just it is. a wonderful book, and it so deserves a toast. Well, this it is it a toast. Toast. And, and you Soprano um, sipper here. Okay. I gotta say, your drink looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no alcohol in it right now. It's kind of a fake drink, but very refreshing. <laughs> well, Susan, you know, you have to tell us quickly about the plot of When Stars Collide. You know, any book right now that has stars in the title, we're, we're all in favor of. This is the, yes. uh, the Diva Meets the Quarterback. Monday Night Football um, meets Mozart, and we have a heroine who is an opera singer and a hero who is the backup quarterback of the Chicago Stars. She's number one. He's number two. He's not happy about this. Neither is she. Things are going to get complicated. Uh, it is so good. I love this book so much, Susan. You it's and I get a chance. Oh my gosh! It's uh, it. You guys have to read it. It's um. It's just so absorbing and so well told and so fast paced. And it's just the perfect when opposite, when opposites attract story. I I loved it so much, Susan. It's such a triumph for you. It is a mutual admiration society. I was going to say, you both have the word camera wasn't on. And you both have the word stars in your title. So there's something going on here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, ladies. 
Let's see what you've got. First up, Brenda. Okay, since I'm on a diet, no alcohol is allowed. Can you share your mocktail recipe for an alcohol-free cocktail? I'm taking notes. I would love to. And first of all, this is the Under the Stars mocktail in honor of the Forest of Vanishing Stars. And it's it's a, a, a pretty um, generous leap from the original recipe, but I did include for serving before two apple juice, not brandy, uh, frozen <laughs> blueberries or blueberry juice, mm. four tablespoons Love of it. lemon juice, so there's that mm. aspect of it. And then yeah. in the glass for your stars with apple juice first and then some granulated sugar. So we have the rest under the stars. I think we should all actually, I wish we could reach out and just grab it. I know, they look so pretty, don't they? (laughs) Y'all are so creative. I know. I'm so impressed with what you came up with. Okay. like pour some liquor in a glass. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the recipe is pour champagne. Yeah. No, no, this is serious. Ice. This is, this is a competition. Okay. How about you, Lisa? What's your spin on the star full-bodied cocktail? Well, I wanted mine to kind of be a little nod to the original, but a little more contemporary as well. So I have the Stargazer. Oh, I love that. And in the Stargazer, it's got brandy and some cherry juice and a teaspoon of bitters. And an orange slice, a little bit of orange juice, and you top it off with Prosecco. So you muddle the fruit first at the bottom of the glass, and then you add the ice, then you pour the brandy, and then you do a little bit of orange juice, a little bit of water, and you top it with Prosecco. And I'm telling you, it's it's a little stronger than I remember. You see, I've only have barely made it halfway. (laughs) That's awesome. It is delicious. Sounds amazing. Oh, amazing. Well, last but not least, our sister in stars, Susan Elizabeth Phillips. What's in your drink? Well, because it's summer and because I have a soprano, I wanted to make this the summer soprano sipper. Mm-hmm. And um, I sort of made up the quantity. So to hydrate the voice, <laughs> you have um, a couple of cups of seeded watermelon and you blend it. And I, I think that's better than doing the watermelon juice. And yeah. a half a cup of chilled vodka, which, as I confess, is not actually in here right now. Two tablespoons of lime juice or maybe one if you don't want it quite that tart. I like that. Honey or simple syrup. I don't even know if you're going to need it. It depends on yeah. how sweet you want it. But you have to have um, the mint on top. Mm. And to soothe your passion, you need some ice in it. I love it. I love it. That sounds really good. I have to admit, that sounds great. Mushed up watermelon. Without the vodka, too. So I'm really enjoying it. Wow. Once again. Yum. All three of those recipes will be on our Instagram, which is at Friends and Fiction or Instagram.com backslash Friends and Fiction. And Susan, that drink like sounds as delicious as your novel. 
which is, which is very delicious. Nice. Yes. yes, yes, smoothly done, Patty. <laughs> the latest cover too. It's a great cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you, ladies, all three of you, for being here with us. That was so kind of you. I I am thrilled that I got to celebrate the launch of the Forest of Vanishing Stars with the three of you, dear friends. So thank you for being here, and thanks for sharing your cocktails. Thank that you. was so much. Y'all are amazing. All right, ladies. Okay. So before we plunge into song to close out our show, I wanted to say a true and deep thank you to all four of you, my four friends and fiction sisters. I wanted to thank Meg and superstar Sean behind the scenes, Christina and Steven for coming on and sharing your talents with us tonight, Brenda, Lisa, and Susan, and all of you out there who have supported and embraced not only our books, but us. Mm -hmm. We love you. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. And we are deeply, deeply grateful for you. We hope that week after week, we give you a reason to keep coming back for new, surprising, and sometimes, yes, even badly harmonized peaks behind the scenes at your favorite books and the lives of your favorite authors. But our night is over. I hope you buy my book. Thank you for being here. Thanks for taking a look. We're friends and fiction. We've reached this evening's end. But we're here to thank you. Thanks for being a friend. (laughs) To all of you out there, you're the wind beneath our wings. You move and inspire us in all creative things. Thank you and good night wherever you are. We hope you will join us in the forest of vanishing stars. Bravo. Bravo. Good night, everyone. And please stick around for the sip and stay with Story Point After Show. Good night, everyone. Good night. Oh my gosh. Oh, we we lost Christy. <laughs> you guys, that was amazing. You guys, we did a musical. That was uh it was, I it was a musical. Beautiful. I it was, was so off all night because I was so emotional after listening to them. That was that was absolutely crazy. But sorry, I'm getting yeah. off on the wrong foot. Welcome to the story point. Sip and stay after show. Yes. Um. <laughs> And we promise we will not be singing anymore unless it's praises <laughs> of my new book. praises for flat Kristen tonight. So I'm glad she's here for our after show. <laughs> hey, for real Kristen. I, I miss her so much when she starts to disintegrate. You know, <laughs> she still do the singing. Don't she did seem a little flat and two-dimensional tonight, I have to Well, if, if there's ever a night that I'm like, I just really can't with, like, the hair tonight, I can just, like, I can just be double Christians. Right. <laughs> well, I hope everybody out there has been seeing our Uncorking the Weekend videos. You don't want to miss them on Instagram and our Facebook page. And we are lifting our story point wine, whichever one we choose, and maybe one of y'all, to Kristen and to Summer. Because with a wine that says, indulgent stories told, which is what we did all night, it is the wine we want. And what an amazing story Kristen told tonight. 
in a musical. Why does somebody oh. get to be that talented? <laughs> I, I know. My gosh, I was not the talent tonight. Those. Oh, my gosh. You Sean wrote and, it. Well, but yes, you, you see, it was just a recurring melody <laughs> again and again that they capitalized on and made something stuck beautiful in her out of. You know, for me, I... I was surprised by my by my reaction, to be totally yeah. honest with you. I knew it was a yeah. powerful story. I read the novel. But yeah. as I heard Christina sing the lyrics, yeah. I got I got teary-eyed. I really did. And then along yeah. comes Alexander. And then when oh frankly, when Sean as Zeus came yeah. out, I was like, Oh, he did such a good job. Did that it? the whole story seemed so real. It it just Thank didn't you. seem like reading a script. It was really beautiful. I felt like I could see that on a stage. Yeah, absolutely. I I could feel it unfolding. I could see her, I guess because we've read the book, which all of you should be doing. But I feel like I could watch her as this young baby being stolen and then in the woods and then meeting these men like... The musical was so evocative. I could. It was. It was like I could watch it come yeah. come on a stage. I have yeah. one question: What part does Liev Scheiber play in this screen pl- in this movie that we're making? In our- <laughs> <laughs> because I think he has to be in it. Yeah, he's got to return to the forest. That's right. He was in Defiance. He might as well be yeah. in this. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yes. Can Paul Rudd have a part? How about Patrick Dempsey? Can we squeeze a Patrick Dempsey? <laughs> can I, do? I don't know. I can see him, him like, you he's know. He's pretty. No, he can, he, can, he can grow out his hair and do the scruffy beard. I think he can pull it off. Can I James can Taylor be in it, Christy? <laughs> oh, now's your chance. Can, boyfriend? James Taylor, back James. On can your boyfriend now's James Taylor chance. be in it? <laughs> in all seriousness, in all yeah. seriousness, all because the stage is a is the forest, it, yeah. I really do almost like a play. I actually do see it could be a real musical. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, hey, from your lips, let's let's hope yeah. <laughs> that'd be really cool, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. How about Colin um, Forth? Can we find a place for Colin? Yes, always, always, always a place for Colin. I don't know how he sings. Have you? Okay. Ever it doesn't matter how he sings. <laughs> you know who's a for great musical? Singer? It might matter a little bit. No, he can. Who's an amazing part. singer? Is Hugh Jackman? Tom and I saw him on. <gasps> yeah, Facebook. yeah. There you go. There you oh, go. I actually, I saw him in Oklahoma on the West end in London when Katie was like 16 years old and it was, wow. yeah, he wow. can really say yeah, yeah. girls Jackman. had their little binoculars looking at Hugh Jackman. I'd never heard of him before, but wow. I yeah. would cast He's- him as Zeus in a heartbeat. Let's oh. make this happen. How do we make this happen? <laughs> yeah, do you think I agree. you could add the line? All right, all right, all right. And there. <laughs> no, 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 not in this one. He can have a quick walk on and walk off. He can just walk across the stage. Say, all right, all right, all right. Daniel you Craig can could be the Daniel Craig was in the movie right so he could he, be the german father he was in the movie defiance yeah he, yeah. Played, he played aaron bielski's older a, older brother to be so he's getting older now so maybe oh, it's such a good movie yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, everyone should watch that movie though but you guys i was like off my game tonight because i was just so emotional. i don't think so 
I, not I just, in the least. I, but I felt like I was having like an out of body experience. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like it was one of those things like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is happening. We're doing this. It was, yeah, it was beautiful. Well, you know, the part that I loved was when you were talking about how you didn't know when you began writing the book. Yeah. That you had all this history in Poland. Yeah. Isn't that, that crazy? Yeah, I love that. Amazing. You know, because I, I just don't know. I didn't prior. I didn't for a long time know a whole lot about my dad's family background. Um, yeah. But my dad um, didn't really grow up with religion. So that wasn't passed on to me from his side. I, what I got was the religion from my mom's side, which was Catholic. And so that's what I grew up with. And that's what I grew up identifying with. And the last um, 20 years have really been a, a discovery of this piece of my genetic history, a piece of my past, a piece of my family that I, that I didn't know that much about before. So um, it's... It, I, it's a journey I never intended to be on, but I'm so glad that I am. And this, this felt like an important piece of that, you know, you know, Kristen, a lot of people, including my father's family, when they, yeah. when they came from Germany, they converted to Catholicism. Yeah. And it turns out that a lot of people who were fleeing and they were Jewish yeah. converted as a ways to try yeah. to hide them, hide their identity. You know, that, that did happen. But in my dad's side of the family, um, they came over and, and it, that was not the case. Um, you know, it's funny, like you can see on Ancestry.com, you can see all those old census records and all that. And um, you can see my, my grandmother, Rosie, or uh, great-great-grandmother, Rosie, who I mentioned, um, on all of the census forms, her primary language is listed as Yiddish. So even after she came wow. over and, and had been here for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, that was still the language that she felt most comfortable with enough so that mm. put on her. Well, I believe in genetic DNA. So they settled 100%. right, Kathy. You asked where they settled, right near Ron Block in Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga County. No Ohio. kidding, Cuyahoga <laughs> County. Isn't that crazy? So many in Eastern the, Europeans. The forests of Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So many yeah. Eastern Europeans settled in what we now call the Rust Belt, Ohio, yeah. Pennsylvania, yeah. Chicago. Yeah. My husband's. Um, parents uh, his his family on both sides on his mother's side they're croatian and on his father's side were yugoslavian and so um they there were people when they came over there were people who had already moved there and they had jobs in the coke works and the steel mills in um, western pa and then you know also into ohio and indiana and uh, you know that's i think right. that's that's always been kind of the pattern: the earlier the earlier immigrants come, they settle and they they send word back home. There's jobs here, and we speak your language. Yeah. yeah the other thing is, I don't know if it's still true today. I know when I was there that there was a larger, the second largest population outside of Warsaw for for Polish was Chicago. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, I thought you were going to say um, Cleveland, but yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, During the um, 96 Olympics, um, you know, I live in Atlanta, but I live in a small town inside uh, the Beltline in Atlanta. And um, the, the Polish delegation to the Olympics were headquartered in our little town, Avondale. Oh, no and let me tell you, those Poles can partay. <laughs> <laughs> they can partay. <laughs> you know, so, so my background is part Polish. Part Irish, so we're you know that's oh that's it, an it, interesting it, combination. It, that's all we need to know. I'm, I'm just that's saying it, all, it all makes sense now. A, a little bit of French, which gives me a little class, and then the rest of it. Oh yeah, just means you can drink a lot of champagne and whiskey. I mean, you know, and yeah, you've got a wide variety there. Yeah, 
Kristen, are you going back? Where are you going for the next book? Back to France. Um, so my, um, you know, it just, sorry, I, I don't mean to make this all about like my, my extensive family history, but it turned out, you know, I lived in Paris um, in my early 20s and I found out afterwards, I should really do all of my family history now. So I know in the future before I start doing things. That before I you write a book. Yeah. Not but, after. Um, but when I lived, I, I lived in Paris and it turned out Later, I found out that my great grandmother, my grandmother's mother, um, had lived just a few blocks away from me in Paris. So um, I have that. I, I, I think I feel Paris in my blood too. But Paris is the place I'm I'm very comfortable with because I've lived there. Um, it's a place I've written about several times. And yeah, the next one's World War II Paris, but also 1950s New York. Oh, will you get to go back? Can you go back? Can you go to France this time? Do you think? I, ho- I hope so. I'm oh, really hopeful so. that I'll be able to. Yeah, I'll meet you there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need a group trip. Field trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. We had a trip to France last summer that was canceled because of the pandemic. And so we still have our tickets. So yeah. Oh, oh fantastic. I'll meet you there. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite, there were so many favorite parts, but one of my favorite parts tonight was when Sean busted out singing. I got a little like me too. I love that song. Nice. I'm downloading it to, I'm tomorrow. And Alan, but just the musical words, yeah. to, you know, he's, he's incredible. He works, Sean he's is incredible. incredible. Yeah. And he works yeah. so hard with us, but he's always behind the scenes and to mm-hmm. hear him just yeah. bust out singing was really yeah. beautiful. How lucky were, how lucky were we yeah. to just oh my randomly. Gosh. I know. I mean, Christy. It was Christy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sean probably doesn't even remember it, but we just had a really funny day. And I was like, when we, I mean, it was like months later that we started to do this. And I was like, oh yeah, that guy, that's the guy. That's all you left out in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. Sense of humor. All the guys. Is this happening kind of looks? So it was. And, and that basically sums up the last 15 months of Sean. Yeah, I know, I know. But y- you know what? Um, he fits with us perfectly. Like, he fits with us like he was meant to be with us. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't really imagine Friends in Fiction without him. You know no, what I mean? He like, he's, he's just... Not serious. Serious. Imagine him and Meg's faces behind the scenes. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. I can see, we've known them both so well now. I can imagine their faces like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, can I cut that? Is there a timeline? No, speaking of Sean in all seriousness, when can we download his song? Friday. Maybe. Friday. This Friday, 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 y'all. If you're still here listening to us chit chat, this Friday, y'all. It's, oh, can we I a, love you, maybe. Can we put a link um to the song uh, on yes. uh, the page. So, um, yes. so, we have to. Um, there's yeah. a link up or there's a post up under announcements right now that links okay. to that contest we mentioned for the four signed books. Okay. It also talks about Christina and where you can follow her. And it also talks about Sean and where you can find him. So that's all in that one single post. Excellent. And then and then I already have it scheduled to post on Friday um, Good. To, for where we can find Sean's single because it is out on Friday and I want everybody to be able to find it. So that is already, it's loaded and ready to go 8 a.m. Friday morning. Can we make, I love you, maybe. Do you think my anthem of summer? Do you think we can make Sean chart? (laughs) (laughs) You think we could get him, but could we turn that into a charting? We get him charting. (laughs) We want him to chart. He wrote that song for us. 
I, I think he did. Maybe. I think he did. I mean, maybe. I didn't want to say anything, but probably. Possibly. Yeah, he's maybe. An adorable, loving wife, the mother of his two young, adorable <laughs> children. <laughs> but he wouldn't say maybe to her. That's no. I love you for sure. You, for he us, definitely loves her. Us, I think we're like, the maybe. We're the maybes. Yeah. Depending. Uh, definitely on maybe. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Sean, that could be the that could be, the sequel. <laughs> that could be the B side to on your Cabana Boy yeah. record label. Exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I'm sorry for the dog panting. Like by the follow way. up song to um um uh, what's the song um. Oh. <laughs> you better shop around. No, there's a bunch of old '60s records, and there's a follow-up song to it. Like there's one that's "Mama, Mama told me you better shop around." And then there's oh a yeah yeah song yeah that is like "I shopped around." And then there's the oh um, I didn't know that yeah yeah. And then um, you know the song about um, um, it's my party, Leslie Gore. Yeah. The follow up to that song is it's the revenge song, which is it's Judy's turn to cry. Oh, yeah. That's that's right. Right. Yeah. I, about that. I yeah. did not know that. that, is oh, yeah. that was oh, oh, no. Judy's turn to cry. Judy's turn to cry. Judy's turn to cry. I was just thinking about how I was going to wear these crowns to my birthday party. So that was a very appropriate song to bring up. I was just thinking about I'm going to wear this crown all the time. Oh my God. You oh guys, my gosh. You guys don't have your crowns on. All right. There yeah, you go. Mine was starting to scratch. So there you go. Meg, Meg helpfully is saying, don't quit your day jobs. Thanks, Meg. Thanks, Meg. We could not have done this tonight without you guys. Meg is refusing to turn her camera on. Oh, there she is. You'll always be Zeus to me. She has her on you. You know why she turned it on? Because she got her hair did today. Uh, (laughs) It looks good, too. She felt cute, so she came on. Mm-hmm. You guys are awesome. Thank you for launch. This was so was much amazing. work and so much fun and all the good so stuff. Sean, awesome. did you are you happy? Are you happy with the way it went? Yeah, I, I was uh, remarkably uh stressed out about this. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't know why. I'm, I'm just singing in front of my computer. You did great. You did you so amazing, good. John. You were so good. Thanks, guys. You guys are so sweet. And you know, the love goes both ways. God. Yeah, this was meant to be. I, I was, love this The love show. goes Thanks. both ways. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's the B-side. Maybe the love goes both ways. Oh my gosh. I feel like I have to say this. that song was inspired by my four-year-old. So that's... Oh. Oh, oh, so sweet. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Well, but tell us why. Was what was your oh, yeah, yeah, Why the maybe? <laughs> oh, oh, no. He, he falls in love with every attractive woman on TV. Oh, every. He goes, oh. I'll marry her. Uh, Dad, oh, I'll marry my her. God. <laughs> I'll marry. He's like That's falling so out cute. of his chair. 
Because he's so Patty does all the time too. Every time I'm with her, she's watching a movie. I'm going to marry him. I'm going to be back joking. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my goodness. Uh, all right. Well, you guys, what a night. night. Guys, that was great. great. Thank you. Thank and you. Can where can everybody find your tour and everything so people can I, find I you for think, the rest of the Thank you for asking. Um, I, just my website, kristenharmel.com. I have a combination um, live and virtual tour. So um, if you can't make it to one of the live events, there are plenty of virtual ones and i'm doing a virtual one on friday with christy so um and and with, with christy and also ron block so that's and gonna be like a little probably probably never gets old she never gets old i'm like i'm like round Kristen, who does age just never gets old my family's had a lot of fun and yeah, and, and on, on Tuesday, I'm going to be with Mary Kay live live and in person in Atlanta at Foxtail, so Tuesday yeah. night at 6.30. And then I'm going to be with um, Mary Alice the following Friday, I think. July 16th. Friday, and July 16th. you know what? We're making it public. public so we're, gonna, we're opening Dunes, it up for yeah. Wild Dunes. So we're going to make it public. Which so I think we're going to be great. And then the following yeah. Sunday with Mary Kay and Patty at, in Tybee Island. So it's going to be... Yep. She's yeah, everywhere. I'm everywhere. Yeah. She's, She's everywhere. Exactly. She's everywhere. Bye, all right, y'all. This was thank, awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, in so conclusion. much. Thank you so much. Time. Bye, the book. Yes. I a musical for you guys. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she gives, Honestly, she gives and she gives. Bravo, bravo, bravo. It was Hi. Better than I anticipated. Hi, hi Grace. Thank hi, you. Grace. Oh my God! Hi, Grace. You guys, that's our Instagram guru. Hey, hey, hey Grace. She's an employee. Leave me alone. I love you guys. So this is going to collapse. You. I'm sure. Love y'all. I love you guys so much. <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. Join us every week on Facebook or YouTube where our live show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And please, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.